Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. It's August 22nd, and uh, we thank you for listening to AFR. Joining me in studio is Ed Vitagliano this Monday morning. Good morning, Ed. Good morning to you, Tim. And Fred Jackson. Yes, good morning, Tim. And uh, again, folks, we appreciate you listening to AFR. If you want to join us on the Internet uh, to uh, view this program as we live video stream some of our shows here, most of our shows here on AFR, what do they need to do, Mr. Ed? Well, we encourage folks to go to streaming.afa.net. You can watch not only this program, the video stream of it live, uh, but you can watch other uh, of our ra- the, the the video stream of other radio talk shows. Uh, you can go to streaming.afa.net if you don't already have an account. It's very simple to do. You would just simply create an account using your email address uh, as your uh, a username and a password, and you're in. And you can watch us, or you can go old school and go to Facebook or YouTube and search for today's issues and click through and uh they might let you watch and they might not you know what i realized i was getting older i'm 59 of course yeah. you guys are my seniors <laughs> i think you just tell us how old you are so you can then say that fred you and, right. and ed are much much older but but i realized i was getting older when once people started calling me mr mr tim I get a lot of that around the but office. That started a while ago, though, didn't it? Maybe, yeah, maybe ten years ago. Yeah. But that's when you realize. Yeah. Okay. Mister, mm-hmm. and I appreciate it because it's a term of uh, respect, right? Or you Tell go somewhere, mister. you know, to but, a store. But your, the... Yours is not really, Mister Ed. Right. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's not. That's not really. <laughs> that can be a sign of disrespect, Mister Ed. <laughs> but although I will say this, that the young yeah. people who are saying it, yeah. For the most part, don't know who Mr. Red is. True, duly noted. Horse. Duly noted, the talking horse from the from the '60s, or whenever that was. But uh, yeah, all right. So uh, we have big news out of Florida this morning, right, Fred? Yeah, Judge Bruce Reinhardt uh, saying this morning uh, and admitting publicly that the FBI's raid on former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home was, as he put it, unprecedented, and uh, in. He's saying that because he's formally rejecting the Biden Justice Department's argument to keep the affidavit leading to the search under seal. And uh, Judge Reinhardt citing the intense public and historical interest. So uh, some people may find this a little bit confusing because you remember he's the same judge that allowed the FBI to go into there. Now, the FBI had to present this affidavit to him. He said, okay, go ahead, boys. He gave the cert, approved the search warrant. He approved the search warrant. And now it, it almost sounds like he's got a little bit of buyer's remorse going on here. Because former President Trump and his lawyers and the mainstream media have all petitioned, let the affidavit, former President Trump is saying, I want the world to see what these guys were after. I want everybody to know. So why the secret? The Justice Department has been saying, no, no. I mean, uh, that may give uh, a hint of some other things that we're really after, et cetera, et cetera. But Judge Reinhardt, now, 
What will come out is a redacted affidavit. There'll be blotched some names, out. Some, some na- so that's typical. You'll still be able to figure out what's going on, though. Yes. I think. But the, he's going to give the Justice Department the opportunity to white ink some of the some of the affidavit. Yes. Uh, now, the, the warrant and the affidavit, again, two different things for us. The warrant was the permit to go in and raid the home. Yes. Uh, and the the affidavit is the reason why. Is the argument that they made, the Justice Department yeah. made. And you'll remember, too, when when we found out what judge approved the warrant, Right. we did a background check on Judge Reinhardt. Right. He's a guy that's donated to Obama. He is a guy that apparently on his social media has been very critical of former President Trump. So there were a lot of like, okay, the Justice Department found – Somebody who didn't like Donald Trump, and he just green-lighted everything, like, right away. But uh, this is this is a different-sounding Judge Reinhardt this morning. I don't know if I should share this opinion or not. Maybe this opinion shared by others, and I don't even know if it's factual or not. But that hasn't stopped me before okay. sometimes because uh, – <laughs> huh? No, I thought no, you were no, being serious for no, a second. No, no, I, nor does it stop any human being, right? right? Uh, we don't always have to have every single fact before us before we right. – I think they went in to try to get anything they could. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think don't. the FBI went in, took all the boxes, and they're going through them right now. Mm-hmm. See whatever they can come up with that maybe would uh, be problematic for President Trump. Uh, so, uh, to that extent, I think it's fishing expedition. Uh, again, they they probably had something specific that they cited to the judge. That you have to. You can't say we want to get the boxes to look through them. <laughs> Right. <laughs> huh? I don't think you could say it that funny, but that to me, this sounds like with, um, that's what it was. I, and I think prosecutors generally have some latitude. So like, if you said, tell the judge in an affidavit, we think we got these documents related to this over here, this fi- financial issue. I'm just saying in general, not necessarily president Trump, but we found a bloody knife while we're going through it. I think you then argue in court whether or not you can use that as evidence to prosecute for murder, okay? And this goes my my extensive experience watching Law and Order, okay? <laughs> and so, so I, I think yes, I think you may have something here in terms of a fishing expedition because it's you know the old expression it's uh, easier to ask for forgiveness than to get permission. That may be part of the political thing that they're looking at. Okay, maybe we can't prosecute Trump on what we found, but we can sure blast it in the media. And the only way we can find something is to have this affidavit from these people who uh, whistleblowers who said, yeah, President Trump has nuclear codes in the boxes. And so they say, well, that's what we're looking for or whatever was in the affidavit. But then we found this other and we can't overlook it. You know what? uh, President Trump too has made the statement as his, his lawyers that the justice department could have had these boxes anytime they wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. All they had to do was ask. Yep. So you got, if you're just going to stand back objectively to me and look at it without pa- either passion for Trump or hatred for him, which America seems to be split down the middle on, right. or, you know, you, you like what he did or you hate him. He's evil personified. Uh, and we're going to talk about the, that viewpoint in a few minutes. Uh, you have to sit back and say, okay, Trump wants the affidavit released so the world will see why they came in. Justice Department wants doesn't want to do that. So 
sort of like what are they trying to hide? I mean, that that does make you know why don't they want the world to know why right. why? So that I mean, that's one thing. The other thing is, to me, the um, and secondly, the the the, the uh, statement by President Trump and his lawyers that they could have had this any time they wanted had they only asked or arranged something. These boxes. Third, uh, nine hours. Hmm. Said they've stayed there nine hours. Right. To get something that they told the judge they needed to go in and get at. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, those, those. No Trump lawyers allowed. Turn off the security cameras. Right. That's what they wanted. Yeah. We'll stand on the curb and wait on us to get through. He said, they said to his. Lawyers, I don't know. This may be typical FBI protocol I, that that they don't let anybody watch, and they turn yeah. off all security cameras. I don't know. I'm just saying that all looks suspicious. You know what I'm saying? Well, it it makes the former president look guiltier if you have an FBI raid. I'm using air quotes. I mean, that looks like <laughs> you're guilty. He's a drug dealer, right? You know. I know. I know. So uh, that. To me, coupled, I've already coupled some things, so I don't know what this is. Uh, th- to my mind, I'm going, you know what? President Trump didn't box up all this stuff. Right. Whatever he did there, notes or whatever. He didn't box all this up. He doesn't even know what's in there. He didn't, I would say. He didn't know what's in box 13, right? file 74, uh, if that's the way they're, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody else boxed it up at the White House and put it in his uh, truck and shipped it down to his home. And 18 months later, although he's been promising himself, I'm going to go through those right, boxes, right. he hasn't gotten to it. Well, and a lot of presidents have libraries, and right. they, they finally get to it and decide what they want to put in yeah. the library or whatever like that. I've, I've moved a lot in my life since I, when I was in yeah. the ministry. Uh, and, and anybody who's moved a fair amount of times knows how that works. You start off being really organized and then the closer you get, you're just pitching stuff into boxes and you wind up going through it six months later or whatever and going, well, I've lived this long without it. I might as well toss that out. <laughs> right. But I'm it, guessing it was the same way because yeah. he thought he was going to win. So he, all that stuff was getting through. I, I, all life. those things I just said, lead me mm. to believe. It's, it just, it looked to me, it, it looks bad on the FBI yeah. and the justice department at this point, unless there's some kind of bombshell that we don't know about. Right. Well, but, and two more points. The American people know that this president has been under right siege. Good point, Fred. By the, uh, justice department for six years. Right. Spying on his campaign, mm-hmm. go trying to cut him, going after general Flynn entrapping him, Russian collusion, Russian collusion, uh, two years and not anything to show for it, uh, yeah. with the Mueller. I mean, you're right, Fred. Yeah. I mean, so there's a, there's a history here. There's a history. And we also know that former president Obama still has 30,000 documents in a residence in Chicago that he has not returned to the national archives. So, and nobody's searching his place. Right. He said he wanted to digitize all of those documents. And the National Archives people even admit, we haven't seen any of those 30,000 documents. Mm. Yeah. It's, so all this, and so there was a survey released uh, by Rasmussen. 
Mm -hmm. Do you have that in your stack? It, it's in here, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I found this in, in, impressive, over the, impressive in the sense that it was uh, noteworthy. There was a survey of the general public, and over half of Americans, see if you can find that, uh, over half of Americans said. It's 53%. 53% said that Biden, that the FBI was serving as Biden's. Gestapo. Mm -hmm. That's pretty, that's pretty serious stuff. The Gestapo being the, you know, the secret police for the Nazis under yeah. Hitler. You have a lot of people, you have a lot of people who are not conservative by any means who are really, are, are, are voicing concern about this. Bill Maher. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Alan Dershowitz, mm -hmm. uh, Geraldo Rivera. I'm thinking of three pundits out there who Jonathan Turley, Jonathan Turley. Mm -hmm. These are people who are not conservatives, didn't vote for Trump, and they're going, "Whoa, wait just a minute. This is, this is a, uh, I would, this is uh, unprecedented and scary. Yeah, mm -hmm. quite frankly, that the unless there's again, unless there's something we we don't know that's a bombshell, but it just seemed to me. If that were true, the Justice Department would want the information released so they could prove, hey, get off our back, man. We're going after this guy for this reason, and this reason is extremely serious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Fred. Well, there's also the the whole January 6th commission. Everybody knows what The that, Eternal Commission? Yeah, the Eternal Commission. Nancy Pelosi doesn't like the nominees coming from the Republican side to sit on that committee. So she said, I'm going to pick Liz Cheney and the other congressmen from Illinois, both who voted to impeach President Trump. And we, we have another story on Liz Cheney coming up here in a second. So that made it that makes it a bogus commission right there. She only handpicks Republicans who hate Donald Trump. So, I, I, I mean, you put all of this together and you say that this is a former president who, from the get-go, was hated by the mainstream media, hated by the Democratic Party, and a Justice Department that I think is badly tainted. Yeah. King King uh, Ki, uh, Kinzinger, what you're talking Kinsinger, about. Kinzinger, yeah. Yeah, from Illinois. You're listening to uh, American Family Radio. The program is Today's Issues. I'm Tim with Fred and Ed, and we thank you for listening. All right, what else you got? Well, uh, I just mentioned Liz Cheney. She's now Dr. Liz Cheney because she is diagnosed uh, the 73 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump, she says they're very sick, very, very sick. Uh, and I guess that includes the vast majority of people from her home district in Wyoming. 61% or so that voted for Trump. 61% who voted for Trump's uh, selection in that primary last week. I think uh, Liz Cheney only had 29% of the vote, something like that. But they're all sick, according to Liz Cheney. So let's have a listen to what she was telling ABC on the weekend. Cut one. Large portions of our party, including the leadership of our party, both at a state level in Wyoming, as well as on a national level with the RNC, is, is uh, very sick. And that, you know, we really have got to decide whether or not we're going to be a party based on substance and policy or whether we're going to remain, um, as so many of our party are today, uh, in the grips of... of uh, a dangerous former president. Wow. Listen, I, I want to say, first of all, I think we've mentioned this, that Liz Cheney w has been a strong pro-life advocate and has been conservative in many of her views. But she has a full-blown case of 
Trump derangement syndrome. I mean, the, just the just the hubris, just the arrogance to call seventy three what have seventy one million Americans and and her party leadership on both sides, her party I mean, leadership, Senate and House and RNC, the people who put her in Congress, uh, calling them all sick because they disagree with her on President Trump. Uh, that's an awful lot of arrogance for one. You know, and there's person. some degree here. To, there's some, you know, things are not always uh, one side or the other. There's some. She 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 didn't allow for any uh, degree of uh, viewpoint. In other words, what I'm saying is, you may say, well, like I did. Uh, I don't. I I uh, I think that President Trump, on that day, should not have sent those people down to the Capitol. They were all worked up, and I just I think that was a bad idea. You were asking for trouble, okay? So that's a that's a criticism I would have of President Trump that I know maybe a lot of our listeners would reject, but that's the way I see it. But to say <laughs> you stretch that into insurrection, right? Or or that he, or or that he was to blame, particularly for them going inside the Capitol. The people did that day, which was. A uh, terrible thing to do, going to storm the Capitol like that. Uh, but I, but I don't blame all that on President Trump, and it doesn't take a six-month commission to figure out what happened right there. Okay, if you're going to indict President Trump over whatever you could say when he said go down there peacefully to protest, you could have you could do that. You could have done that. You don't need to, you don't need a commission to go on. Who knows how long this thing is going to continue on? They're just trying to drag it out to see if they. You can see what the Democrats are doing here, and Liz Cheney's participating with them. Right. She, she's participating with this six-month commission or whatever it's been or will be to figure out what what should be a maybe a two-week commission. To say, all right, President Trump, uh, we we don't like what you said that day, and and telling those people to go to the Capitol, but. Uh, we all know what happened here. You got a bunch of people who were worked up and lost their uh, sense of reality, went into the Capitol building, shouldn't have, didn't carry any guns, didn't burn anything down, right. didn't kidnap anybody, didn't destroy any property. So they weren't there. They didn't come with the intention of having a coup or an, or an insurrection. They were just uh, uh, people who got out of hand got carried away with their emotions that's it besides the charges that were brought against the individuals who were in there which that's a whole nother story but i'm just saying that's it that's that's two weeks of uh of uh to me uh, of of a commission at the most well and you could have a bipartisan commission if it was truly bipartisan if nancy pelosi had said all right we really do want to get to the bottom of this we want the truth so we're going to have like we typically do with a commission Members from both parties, the Republican leadership chooses who they want on the committee, not the Democrats. Right. And we're going to have and we're going to have witnesses on both sides of of what happened so we can get to the truth. But that's not what's happened. Nancy Pelosi said, no, Republicans cannot pick who's going to be on the commission. I'll do it. And I'll pick two people who can't stand President Trump. And we're only going to have people come before the committee. Yes. The commission. Yes who agree with us and hate Trump, and we're just going to put, promote one side of what happened. And Liz Cheney said, I'm good with that. Yeah. Yes. And that's why mm -hmm. her political career is over.
Right. Yes. All right. You're listening to today's issues. All right, Fred. All right. Uh, next story. And this has to do with one of the great successes of President Biden. He secured our southern border. Tongue in cheek. Right. It is a disaster. We're talking millions of people have entered this country illegally. Among those millions are tens of thousands of unaccompanied minors, i.e. little kids. Well, we're finding out this morning that the Biden administration has lost track of 40% of those little boys and girls. In other words, they don't know where they ended up. Uh, This morning on Fox and Friends, former acting ICE director Tom Holman was on there talking about this. He says things were different under the Trump administration when a, a, a child would show up at the border. Cut number three. HHS has lost 40% of these children. They, they can't find them. They've lost track of 40%. And if you look at uh, all these children that cross the border, that, that quarter million, what's going to happen to them? Well, based on immigration court data, 90% will lose their case. They won't qualify for asylum. So out of that 90%, what happens to them? They get order removed. Only 3% will leave. Yeah. And the administration knows that. That's why they're not detaining them, and that's why they're releasing them. And as far as the vetting, under the Trump administration, when, it, when a sponsor came through, we vetted everybody in that household. Just not the sponsor, everybody in the household. We did DNA testing. Biden yeah. administration's doing none of that. Some of these children have been released to predators. Some of these ch- uh, children are, are, in, are in forced labor. Some of these children are being prostitution. It's all about processing quickly, release quickly, so it doesn't appear to be a surge. They're, yeah. they're concerned with the optics of this crisis more than the crisis itself. And you know what, gentlemen, what is really sickening about this? This, this is a huge, huge story about the only media that's covering this. We've been covering it, of course, Fox News and maybe a few other online news agencies. But the mainstream media is totally ignoring this story. This is, a, this is tragic. Mm-hmm. 40%, the Biden administration has lost track of 40% of these underage children. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess if they're children, they're underage. But uh, they've just lost track. I, I hope these – now, we've discussed this before in terms of what are parents thinking and sending their kids to a country. Maybe they've got family here, and you hope that they reach, you know, safety. But this – who knows where these kids – their parents may never see them again. Yeah. And that is all because of the politics – of the Biden administration's policy on that southern border. Uh, that, that was Tom Homan, was yes. it, former director of ICE, uh, you know, saying that they don't, they, don't want, they don't want kids detained because all the accusations toward the Trump administration was keeping kids in, cha- in cages. Well, so instead of keep holding them and keeping them safe while you can test the people you're going to release them to, to avoid the bad optics, they're just letting them go, and they they do not know where those children are. This is this is a catastrophe. You know, this is a uh, this is part of the election this fall uh, across the country. Do enough Americans care that that millions of people are pouring over our border, and we don't know who they are, where they're going, how they're going to be supported. And the mere fact that they're coming here illegally. And law and order has been lost with our immigration policy. Uh, and President Biden is, or the Democrats, have a y'all come mm-hmm. uh, 
policy position, anything less than that is racist. Do enough Americans care about that or not? I don't right. know. I don't know the answer to that. I know a lot of Americans do, but it seems to me a lot of Democrats don't care how many people come into our country. Yeah. yeah. They, they just don't care. Yeah. I, I don't know, except the New York mayor. And the D.C. mayor. And the D.C. mayor. The Democrats are saying, wait a minute. <laughs> Who's sending all these people to us? We'll be back momentarily. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. Well, we're over halfway full with our trip to Israel, and that's coming up in March 2023. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Lots of folks are signing up to travel with us, and we would love for you to join us if you've been waiting to go to Israel. As I've said before, there's no COVID travel restrictions any longer coming back into the U.S. or in Israel. There's no testing. And certainly there's no, quote, vaccine requirements. So all you need is a suitcase and a passport. That's it. So all the information is available at TWHolyLand.com, TWHolyLand.com. It's going to be a wonderful time to see the places you've read about your whole life in the Bible. And uh, we look forward to taking everyone in March. So join us, TWHolyLand.com, TWHolyLand.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Chris Marcris lost both of his legs to diabetes, but he hasn't let his medical issues stand in the way of living life. That's why he jumped out of an airplane over West Addison, Vermont, skydiving from 10,000 feet. It was a fairly uneventful trip until the landing. That's when Chris realized he was missing one of his prosthetic legs. It had blown off during the jump, a $20,000 leg now missing. So Chris went on Facebook and shared his dilemma. About 100 people turned out to search around the landing zone, and the following day, a farmer found the leg in the middle of a soybean field. A terrific story about humanity and the corona crisis. It's nice to know there are still folks out there across the fruited plain willing to lend a helping hand to get a guy back up on his feet. I would urge you to read my latest book, Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. It's available right now at your favorite bookstore and online at toddsterns.com. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. Psalm 27, 4. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. 
Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We hope you're having a great Monday. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network, August the 22nd. Um, Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano and Fred Jackson. Uh, Ed, you got anything you want to talk about while Fred and Steve are having their <laughs> their confab over there? Well, I do want to let uh, our folks know and encourage them to encourage others that they know to download the AFR app for their smartphone or other portable device. You can listen to American Family Radio Anywhere you go, anywhere that you might be, even if you don't have access to a terrestrial radio station, you can listen to American Family Radio uh, broadcasting uh, wherever you have a good signal. So we encourage folks to do that. Download the AFR app. Also there at at our American Family Radio website, which is AFR.net, you can look up at one of the tabs up there. Uh, It says podcast. It's a drop-down menu. You can... Uh, listen to shows you might have missed. We have a lot of folks who listen to this show, Today's Issues, but especially like on Fridays, Trivia Friday. Well, you can if you miss a Trivia Friday, you can listen to that podcast anywhere. You might have a good signal. Hey, you got an iPhone? I have an iPhone, yes, sir. I have an iPhone. Uh, are you Have you got yours updated? With yes, the, updated it last because, night. Because uh, there's a problem out there right a security problem yeah there's a security problem that uh that that makes people's phones and ipads vulnerable and so uh our it team uh has recommended we all get that update to close that security loophole so uh do you know who we're vulnerable to i'm updating mine right now i says i got six minutes up but they're liars (laughs) you know what they do there they they tell you you got six minutes up i don't care i got the time But now it's switched over to seven minutes, so it actually yeah. went up. Yeah. In, in the term and times, download your uh, your update. Your update. But yeah. anyway, what were you? What were you I, I'm not sure who. The, I, I did read the article initially uh, last week when they were talking about the vulner- vulnerability. You were reading those high tech websites again? Yeah, I, I was. I was <laughs> neck deep in it, man. I was just parsing through all that lingo, that high tech lingo. You live for that in hockey season, oh. don't you? In fact, during commercials when I'm watching hockey, I right. usually go straight to the high tech stuff and just uh, and and sometimes I'll go into economics and just read some of the economic papers that have been, just been released. Absolutely, I just love me some some uh, do, some uh, information, some studies about inflation and. Oh my goodness! The laugher curve, but and- seriously, they are recommending that people with iPhones uh, update your phones immediately because there's some kind of there's some uh, I think vulnerability virus or something. That- I'm just going to stick with vulnerability. Vulnerability. Yeah, I, I have no idea what it, what it was. Where they where they can go in and can they just take all your credit card information, whatever you got on your phone is, is susceptible. There's right? a vulnerability, Tim. Okay. Good. There, well, which, which let me explain that to you. You like the FBI and their, and their affidavit. Let me go full. We want to raid Trump because he has vulnerabilities. I'm going to go anyway. full high school on okay, you. you do that. Okay. There's vulnerability on the iPhone. And let me just explain that in layperson's okay. terminology. It means your phone is vulnerable. <laughs> So you're vulnerable to the people you know who what? would take advantage you, of your vulnerability. Are you the speechwriter for Kamala Harris? 
<laughs> That's what I want to know. I could be. You're sounding like Kamala Harris. I could be. All right. Uh, Fred, are you, you through with your meeting? I think so. Okay. I, I, I what, think is, so. what does Steve want to tell you there? Is it, do, well, or is that private? There, there is a, <laughs> there's a story out there. Sam Harris is apparently kind of a high-profile atheist. He, he was, uh, in the early 2000s, was one of what was called the four horsemen of the new atheism. There was uh, Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens, who's now uh, mm. passed away, and Daniel Dennett. And Sam Harris wrote a number of high-profile books from an atheist yeah. perspective saying religion is a danger to our, uh, our way of life. He also won Star Search. Back in the eighties, <laughs> Sam With Harris, McMahon, yeah, one of the great singers from that from that era. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. I know the show you're talking about. Oh, wait, wait a minute. We got our. There's two different Sam Harris's we're talking I think about you get here, your, right? Yeah, your okay. Sam Harris's. Anyway, what what tell us what this is about, Fred? Now, basic thrust is this: is he is out there in public now stating it really doesn't matter if Joe Biden was guilty of taking money through his son millions of dollars it 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 doesn't matter as tell lies to the people as long as donald trump was defeated the democrats were perfectly right in misleading the american public this is with the biden uh, uh, laptop Lap, yeah hunter biden's okay, laptop. I, I want people to understand they may not have heard that name sam harris but i want people to understand why we're bringing this up mm -hmm. not that a lot of people didn't have didn't think this already. This is the this is the thinking process of the political left mm -hmm. with respect to Donald Trump. Okay, and especially as it led up to the election between Biden and Trump. Yes, he, he lays it out, saying that the end the ends the end, which was beating Trump, mm -hmm. justified whatever means necessary to do so. Yes. Is that, yes. that's what he said. And he said it out loud, right? Even if it means covering up the Hunter Biden laptop yeah. and the possibility of Joe Biden being connected to Hunter Biden's businesses. So let's ha hear a little bit of Sam Harris. This is on a podcast or something that he yeah. was on. Cut number 11. Hunter Biden literally could have ha had the corpses of children in his basement I would not have cared. He's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or wherever else, right? Or China. It is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in. It's like it's like it's like a firefly to the sun. That's a left-wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump. Absolutely it was. Absolutely, right? But I think it was warranted. Now that that was uh, I do want to say for clarity that uh, that was uh, whittled down. There was about a five-minute clip that I came mm -hmm. across uh, over the weekend. Sam Harris is a big deal. If if you uh, if you know anything about the new atheists and their open hostility to Christianity, uh, Sam Harris is a is a big deal. This is not a nobody, but he was coming out saying, "Yes, the media covered up the Hunter Biden laptop story, and I'm good with that." Because as Tim said, the end justifies the means, and I hate Trump that much that I'm willing. And then for him to say he got pushback from the two hosts of the who podcast are, who were liberals, who were liberals, and and they said, "Are so you're saying if there were children's bodies buried, 
you would you, that's nothing compared to what Trump was as a threat. Yeah. This insanity is, like you said, Tim, absolutely uh, throughout the the left. Yeah, and guys, I am seeing it every day. Uh, you know, we have to deal with Associated Press. I I, I just I, I shake my head every day when I look down the list of Associated Press political stories. I can pretty well say ninety nine point nine percent. If it's a story about Donald Trump, it's in the negative. Right. And they just declare he, he lies about this, he lies about that, he lies about this. And they're not even quoting somebody else. On the other hand, when it's a story about Biden and the Biden administration, they can do no wrong. Right. Everything is beautiful. Now, this, this is the, a news agency. I'm not talking about opinion. I'm talking about a news agency. And it's not just the AP. It's, it's the so-called legacy media out there. They are in love with the ideology. They don't care if Joe Biden bungles. They don't care if Kamala Harris can't speak three lines intelligently. They don't care. It's like Sam Harris. It right. doesn't matter. Let me ask you guys this. We, we've talked about this in years past, but it um, doesn't stop us from talking about it again. Uh, if you had to say one thing about what, the reason for Trump derangement syndrome. When when this guy Sam Harris says, "What, what did he say about uh, Trump being uh, a threat?" or what What did he say that was the reason why any uh, beat him at all costs? Yeah, he's talking about the the corruption. Okay, the corruption. Okay, okay. My question is, again, trying to look at this objectively because I did vote for President Trump twice. What what is it exactly that he did while in the White House that was that was uh, what did you corrupt corruptive is that what what he said what 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 is it uh, this just doesn't seem to be I mean there there are things he he couldn't even do anything legislatively he got one thing passed as as any. Obama the same way because the House and the Senate were so split 50-50 among de- Democrats and Republicans, you can't do much. You can't get any laws passed that you want. He got one thing done, the tax cuts and the deregulation, talking about Trump. He he wanted to protect the border. He negotiated trade deals, which was more favorable to our country against China. He told NATO to pay up. Um he took out Soleimani or whatever his name was, so one of the chief terrorists in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. He, uh, what, what, what is it exactly that he that he did that is so bad that you say I don't care if Bi- Hunter Biden kills kids, we got to keep him out. What, 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 what is it? What's the deal? Well, I, I, I think what you have some of the things that you you mentioned also moves the U.S. embassy. To Jerusalem, yes, is that uh, uh, Donald Trump is outside the es- political establishment, okay, and that includes some in the Republican establishment as well. Mm-hmm. He is not a globalist, so he's not playing the globalist game. He did got us out of the Paris Climate Accords. He says NATO, you got to pay up. He is not the kind of guy who plays the game of politics as usual. He's opposed to the globalist agenda, which is uh, 
which is allow the free movement of people across borders and all these kind of things that you're talking about, drain the swamp, okay? He hammered that over and over again. He was opposed to the legacy media, called them fake news. He was, in their minds, I think, an existential threat to the way the global elites want to move humanity. And he was the president of the most powerful nation in the world. And they, he, he terrifies them. And he is a pain for them. And he got a lot of people to vote for him. And he could, they could not allow him to succeed politically. Yeah, that makes sense. Everything you just just described, but but there's nothing. It's it's everything. Um, but I guess the things that he did uh, specifically that I mentioned, some of the ones, some of the thing, I, agenda items I laid out, those things were popular with the American people, at least the majority of the American people. I think. But that's know. the threat. Yes. The threat is. It's popular, and you don't want a bunch of voters voting against the global agenda. I'm not trying to talk like a conspiracy theorist. Theorist. It's not a conspiracy, really. Those no, things, they, yeah. they, they want the American people to go along with the movement towards globalism, and President Trump was a threat to that. That also includes the war on Christianity. Yes. Yeah. Notice this guy we just quoted, who's very, po- very, very popular with the American left, is a, and is, is an, he's a leading atheist too. Right. Mm-hmm. So they also these people you just mentioned, the globalists, the elitist, the um, we're smarter than all the yahoos out there right. in the country. Uh, they're also very pro-abortion. Mm-hmm. Right. They hate Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's they why want the, you to be able to have sexual relations with whomever you want. Right. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pro. Yes. Uh, so. Anyway, I just uh, there's maybe there's not one thing, and then you add all that, you add Trump's personality to all that, <laughs> where he's not inhibited by the fruit of the spirit, right? Huh? <laughs> Am I right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that being the case, uh, he 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 will he will ever more unleash on you. He punches back. He punches right. back. Right. And he'll do so below the belt if he needs right. to. Huh? Mm-hmm. So he's a New York sort of. It's it's ironic to me, strangely ironic to me, that a New York billionaire Manhattan guy, uh, the blue, the, uh, those people reject him. And yet the people who embrace him are in the heartland. Yeah. The flower country. Isn't that, isn't that a little bit? Ironic to you? Yeah, I, I listen. I think uh, the the Bush family, for example, who were Republicans, they were fully establishment. Mm-hmm. You know, Dick and Liz Cheney; these were Republic long term Republican leadership people who were used to calling the shots for the Republican Party. And here comes this guy who is able to attract thousands. You remember the 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 the, the gatherings he would have and the you know the the, the speeches, the rallies, the rallies. Thousands of people that terrifies you if you're a Republican establishment mm-hmm. member. Yeah, and obviously it's terrifying if you're a part of the Democratic establishment. All right, next story, Fred. All right. Uh, well, President Joe Biden is getting set to hit the road to uh, sell this absolutely incredible Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, it's- Biden is going to hit the road. Yep. Where is he going? Uh, the southern border. No, he's going no. down to Dairy Queen. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hitting the road. <laughs> ice cream. Time for ice cream. <laughs> Where is he going, Fred? To well, hit the road. He, he probably is going to go to Joe Biden-friendly country like California and places like that. Uh, I don't very much. He'll spend time in Texas. What, what's he gonna? What, what's he touting now? Well, he's just, he's just saying this this Inflation Reduction Act is going to be just the greatest thing that you ever saw for America. Oh, the Inflation Reduction Act that was yes. signed last week. Okay, yes. got so he's going out saying, look what we did? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're going to do great things. Now, on the weekend, uh, the uh, Secretary of Energy, Jennifer Granholm, was making some rounds. And and she's just telling the American people, you know, this, this is a wonderful opportunity for you because uh, if you go out and get some solar panels on your house mm-hmm. or you buy that electric car, uh, we're going to be able to give you some tax credits for that. Uh, so go out there and buy these panels, buy that electric car. Oh, by the way, and if you have to borrow money for it, that's okay too. We, we think that's okay. Uh, here's a little bit, cut number four. Those solar panels can be financed, so you don't have to have the big out co- outlay at the front. And when they're financed, they're financed to the in a way that reduces your energy bill, even though you have solar panels. With this 30% off, it's a significant incentive. Yeah, if you can afford the uh the solar panels if you can afford the 40 what is it 46 dollars cheapest electric car she says just go borrow money that's okay why didn't i think of that it's part of the plan why did i think of that I, you know yeah. in fact let me just buy a mansion yeah while i'm at it i might as well it probably already comes equipped with the solar panels and, and don't worry I about the thought in- of that don't worry about the interest rates going up Right. And, and, and by the way, you know, stop complaining about those high grocery bills and those high gasoline prices. Just stop complaining. That's, about that's that. the, the, they're clueless in the Biden administration to the suffering that's going on out there. A lot of people with it four or five hundred dollars a month extra yeah. for food and gas to, you know, to, to to get to work and back and maybe go visit grandma. Mm-hmm. OK, they're they're just clueless. As to and then listen, that's the that's part of the danger, and this is uh, Republican and Democrat. Part of the danger of living up there in D.C. and only coming back home to your district or your state periodically. Part of the danger is you do lose touch with what everyone else is going through. All right, did y'all see uh, change, giving you topic whiplash here? Okay, sometimes <clears throat> that is a downside of being one of the hosts here. Yeah. Is that I just whatever comes to my mind, right? Pops up as a topic. Yes, it's risky. It can be. Uh, but the other day, to, what global man-made uh, man-made global warming, right? Yep. Which is what the left pushes all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Or man-made climate change. Yeah. Well, I noticed the other day that uh, there was uh, a Big prediction by, I think it was the Weather Channel, of uh, a record number of hurricanes supposed to roll in <laughs> to the Ameri- to the American coast. Or maybe not a record number, but a high number. I mean, we were getting ready for a terrible hurricane season mm-hmm. because of man-made global warming. Right. Or, mm-hmm. quote, climate change. And, <clears throat> but they came back. Now, like last week, and said, "Whoops, <laughs> we're going we're greatly reducing our prediction of mm-hmm. the number of uh, hurricanes 
because it's just not materializing, you know, whatever that means. It's just not <clears throat> what I'm, what, what I, the reason I'm bringing this up is we, you're going to have to watch for this because they don't, these people don't come back and say why we missed it. Okay. And I'm not saying these uh, folks aren't true believers in man-made global warming. I'm not. There may be global warming, and I'm sure there is, and there may be climate change, but you know what? There's been climate change since God created the earth, and there will be forever. And if God wants to end the earth, he will. <laughs> but it's not because I'm driving a uh, an SUV, okay? Right. Uh, it, these these – we're driving SUVs and these uh, political elites who tell us we're burning up the planet are in their private jets. So they don't believe it either. As you said, right. Ed, their actions belie their, right. you're only wanting to use this to control people. But I digress as I digress. Yeah. And that is to say, I was just looking at the, uh, to see if they said it, there's a, some kind of cloud <laughs> coming off the Western coast of Africa. The yeah, Eastern it's a dust. Usually I think it's a dust cloud or something. Yeah, and that's what type typically forms uh, tropical storms, which turn into hurricanes, which oftentimes hit the American southeastern coast. Right. But I'm just saying, I just noticed that they came back and said, "Whoops," you know. And Biden, you know, everywhere he goes, if he goes to any kind of natural disaster, what does he say? Yeah. It's climate change. Right. Like we've never had floods before. Right. In a in a big valley, in right. east in eastern Kentucky, a right. valley. Yeah. Where if you. And then we've never had forest fires. That's what he acts like. And then when they don't happen, there's nary a word about, well, you know, you said, uh, why aren't aren't all these calamities happening? You said we're going to happen because of, this goes back to your solar panel Mm -hmm. uh, deal too. Hey, listen, you want to know your solar panels, knock yourself out. Yeah. If New York City wants to to put uh, windmills or (laughs) what are you going to, wind turbines? Yeah. On Long Island and try to power Manhattan by <laughs> that way, go for it. Uh, but but uh, this this man-made global warming idea has become a religion, and if you don't toe the line on that, then you're you don't you don't you don't you get excommunicated. You get excommunicated, which was another thing that Trump. <clears throat> back to our thing right. about Trump. Trump rejected the idea of man-made global warming. Am mm-hmm. I right? That's right. And they hated him for it. Yes. There's another reason they hated him. And yeah. he said, I don't know why we have to put in all the all the pain and suffering when China when China and, and India. India aren't going to join in. Yeah. Well, that is gold, what he right. just says right there. That deserves an answer, not condemnation. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think it kind of combines part of the conversation we've had this morning, the globalists. Uh, it's all about control. If yeah. you're a globalist, you have to find ways to control the population of the earth. Uh, the pandemic offered an opportunity for that. Yeah. <clears throat> I was listening to a program on our network yesterday, Understanding the Times, where someone pointed out <laughs> the pandemic. He said, I never thought this would happen. He says, even the Ayatollah in Iran was wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody around the earth. All right. So global warming is another effort. Uh, Chris uh, Woodward, one of our reporters, you're familiar with him. He is checking out a story right now. You talk about control. There is a large bank in Australia that apparently has announced sometime very soon they are going to stop loaning people money if they are buying uh, gas-operated cars. You had banks, major banks in this country saying we're not going to loan money for coal yeah. to companies who want to coal. Yes, this, this bank 
if you want to buy a new car and it's a gas out gas gas engine, we're not going to l- uh, lend you the money. I hope they go out of business. Yeah. This, this kind but, of stuff will go woke, go broke. But that's that's the thinking that's out there. We're going to force you into an agenda, and we'll do it by cutting you off. You know why they want to control people, Fred? I, I really believe this because I've done so – I'm not an expert, but I've done a fair amount of study on the progressive movement, quote-unquote, starting you know the 1880s through the 1920s, the first uh, part of that, is because they're real – heartfelt belief is that the vast majority of people are idiots and if humanity is going to get anywhere the elites have to call the shots and that means you do as you're told yeah because you don't you don't understand it and uh and we're going to do it and when we're when we're done you'll be very happy yes that we've accomplished so much without you yes i i really believe at heart, it's an anti-democratic movement. Yeah, we know what's best for you. You, we don't want to rely on people voting. Yes. This is why the progressive movement and the left wanted the Supreme Court to institute by fiat from the bench with their rulings, their utopian views of society. Mm-hmm. We don't want it to have to convince American voters to vote for X, Y, and Z. We'll just have the Supreme <clears throat> Court do it. And now that the Supreme Court is basically conservative, now not so much. Yeah. All right, we got to take a uh, short time out here for AFR News. Fred, thank you. You are welcome. For your contributions. That was a fast hour. <sighs> yes, it was. <clears throat> we shall return in five minutes with more of today's issues. Steve Jordahl will be here. And uh, we will continue with, uh, with more of... News of the day and analysis. See you back here then. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.